Hi, it's Allie. And Mackie. And this is the Vet Girls Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Welcome back. This is our Valentine's Day episode. So talking about all things love. Or Galentines or Sister Times or Friend Times. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Matthew, what are you doing for the upcoming weekend? It is also Super Bowl Sunday, so it kind of, I don't know, are we doing sports? Are we doing Galentine's? What are we doing? Um, this is actually so random. I went out with my roommate the other night and we met these super nice, uh, gentlemen, no love interest. Um, and they were like, we're hosting a Valentine's Day, like friends party. And that is on Friday. And I thought, you know what? I have nothing to lose. They just seem like the nicest people. They're studying to get their PhDs and just, I don't know, seem like good people. So I was like, okay, I'll go. So that's Friday. Um, Saturday, I work and I am coaching on Saturday. Maybe I'll do something Saturday night. But that Sunday, the Super Bowl, I have the whole day off. And right now I'm in the works of probably trying to schedule like a hike or a long run that morning so I can veg out and do nothing. But homework and watch the Super Bowl and look at commercials. I just love watching the commercials for the Super Bowl. That's so fun. I do love the commercials also at the Super Bowl. Is this like a co-ed, like large dinner party on Friday or like just the four of you? Oh, oh, no, no, no. My roommate's actually out of town. And um, <laughs> it's it's going to be like, they said like they're inviting like 50 something people. So then I was like, oh, okay, like meet more people. But it's all like in their PhD program um here at Stanford and so I don't know could be could be cool people could be they're obviously smart so if anything fun talking to people I don't know we'll see absolutely grow your network what's the worst thing what I think is the funniest thing is that like all all grad students at Stanford live on campus so like the party's on campus which I just think is hilarious so oh my gosh that is funny I didn't know that about Stanford that's yeah yeah interesting it is interesting well, sounds like you have a fun weekend. I am doing um, a little Galentine's Day charcuterie board class with one of my good friends, Lauren, on Friday. Really excited about that. I'm going to have all the meats and cheese. But um, you, know, you know I love those. I've done a couple of them. So yeah, I'm really looking like forward so to that. And obviously spending time with my friend Lauren. So many salami roses. I can just see it. In your oh, future, my gosh. Salami yeah. roses. It's so funny. So one of these, one of the like comedian guy podcast hosts that I follow, he like talks about how it's actually low key kind of disgusting to like just be continually touching all of these meats to make like the little roses. And now I can't really unsee it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of like, oof, do I really want to be doing that? But I guess if I'm going to be having all of it, it's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then I am actually hosting a couple friends on Super Bowl Sunday. So exciting will probably help me finish eating my charcuterie board that I make on Friday um but I'm the same I want all the commercials the halftime show should be kind of interesting I don't know if I necessarily like listen to I I think it's like Snoop Dogg Dr. Dre like this kind of LA rap scene I don't really know if I like listen to them on my daily but definitely like so much nostalgia I actually think my senior yearbook quote was a Mary J Blige lyric so I'm excited that's kind of cool yeah, so it'll be fun, but I don't really know. I heard there's going to be like a lot of like crypto commercials for yes. during the Super Bowl. Well, it could be cool because I just honestly don't understand a lot about crypto other than my minor, minor 
dabble in like Coinbase, but so it could be cool to just see what it's like. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll learn something, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I just like hope they always kind of come through. Remember when you, one of my like proud sister moments was when you were working on a project and the project was a Super Bowl commercial, I think for one of the car accounts you were on. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Cause I was actually thinking about that too. I was like, you know, that was pretty cool. I've done, I've, I've done some cool stuff in my, my professional career. Now is one of them. Yeah. That's super fun. Well, who do you have Bengals or Rams? What's your, what's your, you know what? I obviously like being from SoCal and mom was a big Rams gal. Like I want to say the Rams. I don't even know who's like slated to win, but I just think the Bengals might have a cool story. Like I'm all about the story. Totally. I I'm 100% about the story as well. I feel like they both kind of have interesting stories. Like, well, the Rams, like this is kind of like their do or die season. They've made so many like moves, like trading for Von Miller or whatever, like acquiring all these people to win this Super Bowl. So it's kind of like, you know, I think a lot of contracts are up for them. Um, This is my, this is my like loose armchair expert opinion about what's, what's happening in the Super Bowl. But I agree. The Bengals have a super cool story with like Joe Burrow and like, uh, like their super young team haven't made it, like haven't won a playoff game in like 32 years of their franchise or something like that. And so this playoff run is kind of like super historic for them. I agree. I'm in the same boat. I kind of want like everyone to win at the same time, but just, you know, they're for yeah. the snacks and commercials also. So who knows? I know that'll be fun. I guess. Yeah. can't really go wrong. So, okay. So we are here to talk about Valentine's day and really just kind of like love in general. So do you want to start where, where should we start, Mac? Um, yeah. Well, I always like to start with like, our outlook on love and I think the best way to like think about it is the way like our parents met and their love story and I I think if your parents are still together like how could you not look at them as like the example of what like you want to be so that's how I always like to tell people because like people don't understand the way like I think about love until I tell them like how my parents met and their love story and then they're like oh now I I see what you're thinking. Totally. It all makes sense. And I feel like there's like a lot of ways to like get super jaded, but I feel like having an example of like our parents' relationship, it does form the way that you think about things. So a little bit more like, I don't know if idealistic is the right term, but definitely like less jaded and more like aspirational. I, I feel that I feel the same way. Yeah. So I'll give the spark notes. And when our mom finally comes on the podcast, I'm sure she can correct us with, a lot of uh, the the misinformation that we might not know <laughs> on the story, but from our understanding, um, our dad, who is a young budding lawyer, had had multiple relationships and even a prior fiance. Um, yeah, I, think, I think he just liked liked dating. You know, I feel like dad loved love, if that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. And he even recently has been like, I was probably a bad boyfriend, but once you find the right person, you're a good like husband and boyfriend and stuff like that. So, but he um, had, you know, been in a lot of relationships. And like I said, was once engaged. And so was like really looking for like, I think that person. And our mom was also like the dating fiend. She said she got set up on like a thousand blind dates and was like dating Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Like she would just fill her weekends because everyone was trying to set her up. And she yeah, was mom like, was a catch for sure. Yeah, um, but I joke because so my mom was worked in real estate. And she was showing a property 
Um, and my dad for his lunch break was like, oh my gosh, there's free food at um, when they like show the uh, yeah, commercial property. Yeah, all I property. have to do is pretend that I'm going to buy this commercial building and I will yeah. get free sandwich for lunch. Exactly. So yeah. I love that because it's so like our dad to be kind of frugal 10, and hilariously. Um, and so they go and my mom's wearing a pink jumpsuit, head to toe, best believe it. She still owns that. And I do not know the conversation, but he asked her out on a date. Um, well, I think he got her number. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we should really have mom tell the story, but yeah. Well, it's, it's, anyways, well, we're, we're doing our best. So we're doing yeah, our so best. They, they met at this real estate event and, you know, dad was trying to like, I don't know if he put the moves on her right then, but he called her and it was like, oh, I'd like to take you out to dinner on Friday. She said, I can't, I have a date on Friday. He goes, well, what about Saturday? And she goes, I'm sorry. I have a date on Saturday. I can't do Saturday either. And then he's like, okay, well, Sunday for sure. And she was like, okay, I guess we can do Sunday. So mom always says, you always go on your Sunday date. You like stack your weekend as much as possible. And they went on their Sunday date. Yes. And she like vividly remembers that they went to the beach in Laguna Beach and started to rain and it was all romantic and we had a picnic or something like that. But something it like sounds, that. sounds like a cute date. But moral of the story is they met um they dated for three months they met in september he proposed on christmas eve so september october november december boom engaged and then they got married the next september so from like meeting to married one year and i think what's important for us to like tell people like this is like we've seen it in real life like it happens and i think we're like oh so like it's not weird but it also was, they've been married for like 35 years. So it was also different era back then. And so I think like dating nowadays is not like, it's like five years or, or whatever. Like you have to date for a long time nowadays. Totally. Well, and I feel like kind of like the subliminal message that we all, well, at least Mackie and I were talking about, like when you know, you know, you know, and there's really no need to like mess around, you know, like these especially I guess when you hit a certain age like it's different when you like meet when you're 18 and then you're like engaged when you're 28 or something like that but like I feel like you kind of get this read on somebody and it's like okay do they have like the core the core principles like morals or whatever that I'm looking for and you know if the answer is yes like yeah do it you know make magic happen whatever yeah exactly and um but I think what's really important is that what we've heard day and day, like not day and day, it's not like we talk about love that much, but like <laughs> every um, day. One thing that I think is, was really important that our parents kind of like told us was like, you don't know what you want until like you try, like, like ice cream or whatever. You got to like try these flavors for you to know that you don't like it or that you do like it. And so they were like, you guys should date a lot, a lot, a lot. Like try, like, go on dates, experience things, see what you like, what you don't like, et cetera, et cetera. And which is hilarious because even though they've told us this a thousand times, I would say, at least for myself, I don't want to speak for Allie, but like quite a late bloomer with my dating experience. So I definitely did not. Well, yeah, well, I guess before we dive into us, like, yeah, they definitely I feel like they led by example in terms of like, okay, I'm going to date. I'm kind of going to like kiss a lot of frogs, like do a lot of things, meet a lot of different people. And then it's like, you know, when you do meet, quote unquote, the one, which I don't really subscribe to like soulmates or the one or anything like that. But like when you do meet somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, we could build a pretty fantastic life together. It's like, 
you you don't have any more itches to scratch of like, oh, but I I didn't get to date you know that girl or whatever. Who cares? Like I don't know yeah. what it is. But I think it's like you know preparing yourself because when I mean they they weren't like old by any means. They weren't obvious. They obviously weren't engaged when they were like twenty five. I think dad was like thirty two and mom was like twenty seven or something like that. You know, so they had like done it. You know, and you kind of yeah. like okay, I've dated the, everybody that I want to date. I've done it. You know, and I. I know that these signs or whatever, I don't really care for anymore. So I think that they, they told us that, but I think, yeah, to go back to Mackie's point of like, when, when Mackie and I kind of were growing up, I mean, yeah, I think late bloomers is like an understatement. We just kind of didn't really jump on that, like high school, junior high, like, oh, I have a boyfriend or like, whatever. That was just not us. You know, I, I tried to do it once and I don't even want to tell people this story because it's quite embarrassing. But like, I remember like everyone had a boyfriend. And so I was really lucky to have high school and water polo be like completely different crowds. And so this one guy at water polo, like maybe thought I was cute or something. And I went back to high school and like, guys, I have a boyfriend. He's on the water polo team. And they're like, really? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, he's not. But I was so embarrassed that everyone else had all these boyfriends. Like, Yes, I do. And I'd show them pictures of his Facebook and all this stuff. And then like literally a couple weeks later, he had a real girlfriend and I had to be like, this is super awkward. I actually don't have a boyfriend anymore. And I never did. <laughs> like we broke up. We are not we, together anymore. Yeah. We broke up after oh my goodness. a real relationship. That's that was like funny. freshman year. Okay. So don't at me. Okay. I know. Well, it's like high school. You do crazy things to like, you know, try and fit in, I guess. Well, but you want to know what one of my, uh, I feel like you and I had a very similar experience in junior high. And um, do you remember, I think it was like your seventh or eighth grade dance. Do you, do you know the story I'm about to tell? All I know is I left crying. Well, okay. So when I was in seventh grade, I had like some crush on this guy and like, he didn't like me back or whatever, but you, you know, that's your first time doing these like co-ed dances and like slow dancing and all of this stuff. And, you know, so in your head, you're like, wow, this is going to be the time that Joe Schmo like looks at me or whatever. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. And, um, and you're just setting up all of these like crazy expectations. But when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade, I don't remember the guy that I wanted to dance with did not dance with me. And I like was distraught and mom picked me up crying. And I was just like, I hate everything. This is so dumb, blah, 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 blah. And then fast forward four years later, when Mackie's in seventh or eighth grade, she had literally the exact same experience with like her junior high and I was driving at the time and I remember that I had to go pick her up and she, it was so crazy. We had the exact same experience four years apart, like with very comparable like crushes, I guess. But I remember I was like, I think that was our moment where we were like, maybe I'll just focus on sports. I don't really know. Yeah. Like, I, I hate boys. For this. Well, it's similar to like, I think, I guess I didn't learn my lesson because then like a couple months later at my seventh grade, um not seventh grade 13th birthday which for some reason our family really liked to put 13th birthdays yeah. we invite the whole entire grade and there's two Mackenzie's in my class and they came up to me like Mackie Ryan said he wants to dance with Mackenzie it must be you it's your birthday he wants to dance with you and I round the corner like this is high this is like middle school it should be a drama right here like think yes. about it I round the corner and slow dancing 
hands on hips with the other Mackenzie. And I just started oh. to cry. So. Not me. No Tra- one wants me. Oh my I know. Wow. Yeah, but I guess we're fast forwarding. I mean, like I, so yeah, so junior high, like high school, I, I don't know. I just wasn't, I, and I will admit this, I am not as boy crazy as Mackie is. I think Mackie has always kind of like been in more interested in just like, I, I, I don't know if it's dating. I don't know what it is, but I've never been the girl who like wouldn't stop talking about like, oh my God, and this boy's so cute and this boy's so cute. And I like, blah, blah. I like, I just, I don't remember talking about that. I maybe probably like a little bit more when I was in college, but like, I would never be distracted by like boys in school, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, on Mackie, the other hand, she would take pictures of Abercrombie models and make them her book markers and laminate them because I was literally obsessed or take One Tree Hill posters and only have Nathan Scott on my walls. Yeah, so, so, but then, like, I, 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 I remember, like, very distinctly, like, when I kind of, I don't know, I guess maybe I went through like junior high and high school thinking I was a bit of like an ugly duckling. I mean, I've always kind of been a little bit more masculine is not the right word, but I've always like been athletic and I've always kind of like worn my hair up and like whatever. And like, yeah, I'm actually really good at like hair and makeup and stuff like now, but I definitely that not probably until like my sophomore or junior year of high school did I even like give a shit you know like my I remember my freshman year photo I like I let like mom do my hair and it was terrible like yeah like I'm like I don't even look like that like that is really crazy but yeah but I guess I never really got like interested until yeah I didn't really feel I don't know a, a type of way until probably yeah like later in high school early college and you know I think that's why I think college was so important for me to like get out of Orange County and like try a different scene and like where people don't know me and I could kind of reinvent myself you know I'm like I wasn't like only this super athletic girl or whatever I kind of got to be like fun and easygoing and like flirtatious and whatever so I didn't start I didn't bloom quote unquote until I was in college yeah and I feel like I bloomed not quite college like I think I I was like kind of a little bit like in high school but not really where like I I like remember this uh, is I don't know if I'm really using the right term visceral like this reaction in my body when they had told me that this guy was going to ask me to win a formal that I had like they had told me he's going to ask you so I'm all day like you could feel it adrenaline in my skin just like boiling like oh my god and my heart's racing and I remember vividly he like comes behind me and he's like Mackie and I turn around and I'm like it's like when people get really nervous for presentations I'm literally like convulsing like yeah I'll go with you like I don't know what was wrong with me (laughs) was it like a was it like a anxious like nervous like I don't want to do this but I have to or was it like I'm excited for this I think I was so excited and I just had no <laughs> idea how to like handle myself yeah. I was like wow what is going on like I'm I don't know I I think I had no chill I think I was so excited that someone liked me that I'd be like really I don't know yeah I don't, I, like I was yeah. pretty tomboy and like I'm still still to this day known for being the ultimate friend zoner so like maybe <laughs> I was like wait it's more than it's more than friends you yeah know what I mean I don't know Maybe. yeah I don't know well and then so 
I, we both probably didn't heed mom and dad's advice of like dating a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of really crazy, interesting, odd relationships with guys in college, but like dating, dating, I don't even think I, I really knew what that really meant until I was like late twenties where it was like, oh my gosh, people are actually like calling when they say they're going to call. And it's not like, it's like, they want to take you out to dinner. It's not just like a, oh, you know, come through or like, see you after the bar or whatever, that kind of stuff. So like actual, like proper dating, like through my twenties, I guess. Um, yeah. And then that's when kind of, I met like my most substantial, I guess, relationship to like, I've done a good job of like, you know, I, I'm the queen of like the three monthers, you know, I'll like see somebody and we're dating and like, it's really fun and it could be going somewhere, but like trying not to put too much pressure on the situation. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I just, I guess if this isn't moving forward, then we don't need to be doing this. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's when I always think of mom and dad and their like calendar where I'm like, dang, well, some people get engaged after this time. And if I'm still like indifferent towards you, then it's probably a no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. Life, love. What do you, what would you say is your biggest learning from like your longest relationship? Um, I think like, yeah, okay. I was watching a stupid TikTok with Nick Vale from the bachelor and he was like, people spend a lot of time like finding out like why people did something to you and whatever, whatever, like love bombing or they're a narcissist or whatever. And I've, yep. I'm not quite like, I don't really like to psychoanalyze people, but I think for me, it was like the way I approach relationships and being like, okay, that it doesn't work. And it's not like a failure. And I get really sad and I'm going to cry, totally. but like, it's okay. <laughs> um, well, it's not because it's, yeah. Keep going. But I think for me, like, I hated, like, posting things on, like, social media and people, like, saying they were, like, that we were a perfect couple and all this stuff. And then, like, it not working out. Like, I think that's, which is so sad because, like, I think I, I, I felt like it was perfect. But, like, maybe it was external pressures telling me that we were perfect. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and it's hard. It's hard because, like, you know, you, you only put out, that's kind of, we've talked about this on our social media episodes. You only really put out like the highlights of, you know, your life, your relationships, whatever. So yeah, people are like, oh my gosh, you're the perfect couple, but it's like, are we, you know? And it's like, yeah, in that picture, we look really cute together and all of that stuff, like, you know, but it's, it's hard. And I feel like, you know, you take, you take this as a personal failure, which is, hard because it's like that's not what it is you know well and I think really I just hate that like I let myself think one thing that was like untrue right and like move across the country and quit a job I loved like and this is just like the brutal truth of like what has happened and I think that's like where I get really upset with myself which I know I should give myself grace but I like feel like I tried my hardest to like ask like why like where do I stand? But I never blank, like point blank was like, if I move, do you see a future? Because I feel like if I asked that question, the answer would have been no. So maybe I was scared of the answer and scared to lose somebody. But I think I'd, I think like learning, it would be like, be ready for the worst case scenario, because you'd rather hear that than like, it feel like a surprise, like later. Totally. And like, kind of, I mean, do you feel like you would advise your previous self to like have harder conversations earlier in your relationship? 
Um, yes. And what's a bummer is I felt like I did, but probably not like the heart, you know, like I'd not like really pry deeper into like the get a more, more deeper answer. Yeah. You didn't like push like as much as you, yeah. You wish you pushed harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think actually Nick, speaking of his TikTok, he posted something the other day where it was like, and it's like the age old thing where it's like, if you're confused, it's a no. Like if you're at all like questioning, it's a no. And I think that that is like one thing that I always like, even in casually dating, I'm like, if I'm confused, if someone's playing games, if like something weird's happening, I'm like, I'm like, I just don't like, okay, clearly like this is, you know, I'm going to take your, oh, maybe, oh, let's grab drinks in three weeks. I'm going to take that as a like, okay, we're just going to keep it moving. Like whatever. No, no love lost. No anything. Um, what should I tell you my greatest learning from my longest relationship? Yes. I would actually love to know. Okay. Well, actually, I mean, that one was hard because it wasn't like a fatal flaw. And I think that that's always the hardest part to like when you're breaking up with someone, it's not like, oh, you cheated on me or, oh, you have this like, you know, I, this one thing that is like so wrong with you, you know, or whatever. Um, and we just kind of like grew apart and I think got to the point where like we um, weren't, weren't, we just weren't going to like make it work, you know, it just like wasn't the 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 fit I guess but I think that my biggest learning was like I really need to kind of advocate for myself and like push a little harder to like get the support system that I need I feel like I'm a chameleon and like this is in my life I feel like in families in like any friendships and relationships like and it just would make sense that it would translate to romantic relationships that I'm definitely like a a a giver I'm like okay yeah cool we could do this I can learn this about you know, your hobbies and like, whatever. But like, I have so many things that like, I do enjoy doing. And I think that like, what gets me really excited about like, love or finding my person or whatever is doing things that both of us like together. You know, I love camping. I love, you know, hiking, I enjoy going to the beach. I I, I don't know, I just most of that stuff is outside. I like being outside. Like, I mean, you know, going on a neighborhood walk with a friend or with a someone. Um, yeah. And I feel like I allowed myself and it's, it's hard because it's not to say that the things that we did or like that his interests were not fun. Cause they like were, but they were not things that like I enjoyed doing all of the time, for example. And this is my biggest, Oh my God, this is actually my funniest story about this is like we got Disneyland passes and I could probably count on one hand before dating this guy, how many times I went to Disneyland like literally on one hand and it was like a family vacation, an eighth grade trip and like maybe a grad night thing, you know? So I'm not like, I don't enjoy going to Disneyland all of the time in my free time, but it was, he kind of positioned as like, Oh my God, this would be a great date night. And like, we can hang out. And you know, especially when we weren't living together, like you can come from your work. I'll come from my work and we'll like go spend three hours at Disneyland. I was like, okay, I mean, whatever. It seems like you really enjoy this. So I will do this. Okay. So we go through a year of Disneyland. And by the end of that year of our Disneyland passes, I was like, I don't need to go to Disneyland for like another 20 effing years. Like I don't need to be here. Like I don't want another churro. I don't need to go on. It's a small world. I don't need any of it, you know? And we were getting to that point where it was like, okay, we are we going to renew? Are we not going to renew? And, you know, you kind of get a little scared because you're like, oh, shit. You know, if we don't renew, then if we wanted them six months from now, then it's going to be more expensive. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so we renewed. Okay, we renewed. 
Flash forward two weeks later, we break up. We are no longer together. He moves out, blah, 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 blah. And I literally called Disneyland and I was like, can I get my money back? I don't want these passes. They were like, oh no, we can't do refunds. I was like, you guys don't understand. I'm never going to go to Disneyland. Like I don't (laughs) want this. Like I was like, okay, it's just like $400 down the drain. And I was just like, oh my God, I will never compromise things that I want to do ever again. Like I'm so annoyed right now. I don't know what to do with this Disneyland pass. Yeah. I love that because I totally feel that. It was, I was just like so annoyed. And so every time when it like my payment plan came up or whatever, and I had to pay down this Disneyland pass, I was just reminded. So for another year at once a month, I was like that mofo, like I am so annoyed, but then you want to know the funniest thing. And this is really why I love like leveraging and having female friendships is one of my, actually I think two of my good friends bought Disneyland passes to go to Disneyland with me during that year. And I was like, well, gosh, that's how Disney gets you. Like now they yeah. just made like $900 off of me and my breakup. That's so funny. But I, I will say that I do think that is really important to circle back to your original thing is like, yeah, like it's okay to have joint hobbies or for you to take up their hobby. Like, but if they never take any interest in what you're doing, it's like, all right, well, then I'm just basically like your little lackey or like your little friend. I just like, Yeah, it's got to be a kind of equally beneficial. Totally. And that's kind of how I feel. And so anytime now, like, I feel like what, what it's done for me is I'm super sensitive to it in relationships. And so now I know anytime if it's not, even if it's something as simple as like, you know, oh, do you want to meet halfway? Or do you want to come to me or me come to you? If it is not like mutually kind of going back and forth and flowing of like, okay, I'll come up to you. You come down to me. I'll come up to you. You come down to me. And if there's no like pattern or sequence to it, I I'm like, Nope, this is the writings on the wall. You're, you're not flexible and you're not paying attention to anything that like is important to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm like a little bit jaded and should probably like come somewhere closer to the middle, but I'm also, I, I don't know. So that's kind of what I learned, but I feel like, you know, I'm still an internal optimist when it comes to, you know, life, love, the pursuit of the perfect life kind of thing. Like I even over the pandemic, like flew to a different state to go on a second date with a guy because I was like, you know, what if he's the one or what if this is my guy, you know, and I, um, do I regret it? No. Did I learn a lot? Absolutely. You know, but I feel like that is one thing that, yeah. I, I'm kind of a, not a hopeless romantic. I'm definitely like, I, hopeless is a weird connotation to me, I guess. But I, I so believe in like the power of love and like commitment to a person for the rest of your life. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, I'm pretty optimistic too. And like, I don't know, because I think it's something that I want. Like some people are like, I can never get, like, I don't mind if I never get married. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, all I want is to have, like, a family and, like, a strong, strong love and whatever. So, you got to gotta keep keep looking. Keep keep your head up. I get knocked down, but I get yeah. up again. You know, <laughs> keep me down. Well, I will bring this back to a, a lighter note, at yes. least on my end. Because uh, this reminds me of a awesome, I think it really just sums up, sums up me in college and almost my whole life um in a fun story so 
I went to school in LA and they had the opportunity to bring in like speakers. It was like a round table kind of thing. <laughs> super Allie knows. I'm sorry. Um, I know as soon as I figured out what story we were doing. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, okay. So my best friend Jess was like, you have to tell the story. Like, it's awesome. So they bring in speakers and in LA, they're able to get pretty high, high, not like celebrities, but sometimes high profile profile people. So this time it was all about dating and they brought in Patty Sanger from Millionaire Matchmaker. And I'm like, oh, I'm going, I want to hear about dating. And I had just a great college athlete. Let me just paint you the picture. Sweats, sweatshirt, hair, bun, no makeup, probably Uggs or any type of athletic shoes. And I probably just ate like a big ass meal. And so I go there and I'm sitting with my friends. And I think I'd already mentioned it on this episode, but I friend zoned all of the guys. Like I was obsessed with like the whole baseball team but they were like Mackie you're the homie you're like my bestie and I'm like yes awesome nice (laughs) no romantic feelings at all no okay cool so (laughs) I I go and she's talking and she's talking and they do Q&A and I'm like all right here's my chance I stand up and I say hey Patty like um I have a lot of guy friends like a lot and I think I and I'm in the friend zone with all of them how do I get out of the friend zone or like not friend zone all these guys? And she point blank says, you just need to look more fuckable. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, put some makeup on, dress cute. When you go to class, like they don't want to see, like they want to see you in the best possible light. So like, you've got to look like what they want. And I'm like, okay. And I did stand up. (laughs) And I did shed a couple tears and I got like three texts that were like, Ooh, that was brutal. That were like other people in the audience. So I was like, yeah, I'm never asking questions again. (laughs) And and that was the last time I participated. Oh my gosh. That's I what a soul crushing moment. Oh my goodness. My mom to this day is like, we hate her. And I'm like, you, we don't even know her. (laughs) And honestly, it's probably good advice. You just got to look like, I I will say I didn't really take her advice. Like I still went to class looking like I just got out in the pool which happened but it was pretty funny well it is funny though because I feel like we've said on here like oh you know you like you need to present yourself like you know you are a walking business card of like how your perception is reality right so if they perceive you as like a top knot like sweatpant wearing person you know as opposed to I don't know a more fuckable human I guess I know how but, funny that she like says that to you and you're like, I don't know, like 18, 19 years old. You're just like, oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even want the, the, the fuckableness. I just want someone to like me and take me out on a date. Like, shouldn't I be like a wholesome girl? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. like, I, like, I just want to share a milkshake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Moral story is though, I never got a date in college, so that was fun. Um, but then I, well, I guess the last thing that I thought was really fun, and I also was telling my roommate about this, is to to circle back a little bit about like our parents going having like a lot of dates. I then like challenged myself. I think when I was like twenty five or twenty six to go on one date a month, and it was fun. And I think it's just like good to like get yourself out there to be like. And not every date has to be your soulmate. And I think that's a good lesson to learn is like, 
and Allie doesn't believe in soulmates but you know it doesn't always have to be good like a di- like dinner is dinner and I'm not like oh go get free food I'm not like that but if someone asks you out like if you're always saying no then what's the point like you keep saying like well no one's asking me out it's like well maybe they have and you just haven't gone so just try it once and you can always say no yeah I've been like I think over the pandemic or whatever I'm like quoting a lot of memes but there is that one meme where it's like you know, someone just sitting on a couch and being like, well, I have an idea. What, you think someone's going to lie? Oh, my God, I've been looking for you forever. You know, it's like, you do yeah. kind of have to go through the process and, like, meet the people, go to where the people are, you know? Exactly, yeah. Well, and I always kind of, I guess, a modern-day dating, and, like, how we, I, I'm not really dating right now, but I it's one of my goals for this year to kind of like throw myself back out there. I kind of, it goes through ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes you're like, you feel like, you know, you're a great conversation. The other time it's like, ugh, I don't want to feel, I feel like I get into a point where I start feeling like a jester and I'm aiming to like, you know, entrap people and be like, Oh my gosh, Ali's so exciting. And like, I just get to my moment where I'm like, my battery's drained. I just like, can't do this. I can't the conversation, but, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, um, this is my, this is my analogy for online dating. And you can tell me if you agree with it or not, because everyone's like, Oh, why are you, why are you online dating? Or why are you doing this? Like, wouldn't you want to meet somebody like it naturally, like out and about. And my thought is always, yes, absolutely. Of course. That's like the goal. But I always thought of it as like a playground, right? Like you're sitting here and like, there's 10 kids on the playground and like, you really want to go on the swing set, but all the other kids are in the sandbox playing with sands. And it's like, okay, well, are you going to go like and be stubborn and like not play with the kids in the sand by yourself on the swings? Or you can kind of yeah. like, go where the people <laughs> go are where the people and just are. Go play in the sandbox. Although you don't really want to play in the sandbox and it's not like you're not really looking forward to it, but like that's where the people are. So it's like, if you kind of want to play the game, you got to go where the people are, I guess. Really that, good analogy. Fine. I, I always use that analogy and that's kind of what I think about. No, that's really good. Well, hey, thanks, Mac. Are you dating now? Um, I was like, I put myself on the apps like right away and I was like, just kidding, not ready. I went on like one date and I thought it was hilarious. I, like we like ordered a couple drinks and we both were, like, all right, this is a lot of fun. Like, I'll see you next time. Like, let's plan something else. And he was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Let's whatever, whatever. And then both of us just never texted, which I think is just like the most hilarious thing ever. Um, because in my heart of hearts, I was like, I, one wasn't like, not like it was the person, but I really wasn't ready. And I just kind of thought like, yeah, oh, I should do this. Um, but no, most recently I was like, okay, like, well, I get very overwhelmed on the apps. And I've heard some people say like, you should probably just like find, like match with like one person and like really try, like give them a week and see like where the conversation goes. Yeah. But I did match with some guy. We went on like a hike uh, the other day, like, like a three mile loop. So not a huge hike, um, but had a ton of stuff in common. We're like chit chatting the whole time. And then at the end I was like, all right, yeah, like, bye. Like, I hope we can do something like fun. And he played sports in college. I played sports in college. So, like, yeah, like maybe we could go play a sport and do something active, like another hike or whatever. And then afterwards I was like, dude I do not know how that went like I felt really optimistic so the more I thought about it I was like did I not even shut up I think I just like spoke the whole entire time yeah and I was like oh my god and not even like like Allie's point like to entertain I think I was just like let me 
show them my personality like I have actually no tact on like oh be cool and mysterious and like only tell them a little bit like I was like my mom's name is Jennifer and my sister's name is Allison and Allison does this and my brother does this and and we all live in this town and we played this sport and like literally that's my whole life story and I was like wow yeah <laughs> cool like, oh cool. okay well did you want to tell me anything about yourself now yeah but so we'll see I have a plan to text him for the Super Bowl to see if he's doing anything um but again I'm keeping my expectations extremely low because I think that's also my issue I always am like everyone does this like future cast they're like oh my god he's perfect I'm gonna yes. now play my whole life with them after the first date yeah but, so I'm really like okay if, it, if it's cool it's cool and if it's not cool it's not cool but yeah managing your own expectations that's probably yeah. a really good <laughs> yeah, a really exactly. good life lesson there yeah yeah, yeah well yeah. I hope that works out I'm excited or if it doesn't, whatever, who cares? <laughs> but back to your original story, the mutual ghosting is like kind of the perfect way to go where you're like, it's honestly okay, hilarious. I'm let's like, not really? Make, yeah. Let's not make this more complicated than it needs to be. Like, yeah, we're good. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like we're both just like, see you later. Bye. Okay, cool. Yeah. Honestly, well, I don't even think I saved this person's number, which I think is the best part is you kind of like leave their number unsaved and you're like, mm, I'll see if they're worth saving it yeah absolutely you're like right now I'm just getting like digits you know or like just like a yeah your seven digit number they don't even have a name in your phone book yet yeah 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 well keep on keeping on I mean I still think we have a lot of ideas and like dad gives us those funny like mixer ideas all the time like let's bring Dak back like speed dating uh events or like Christian, not Christian mingles. No, just mingle, single mingles, single mingles. Yeah. Or what? blind dates. I give anyone that listens to this podcast permission to set me up on a blind date. Like 10,000% touche. Do you co-sign it? Do you co-sign I that co-sign, idea? Yes. Don't, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Maggie makes fun of me for saying co-sign. I co-sign that, but I will absolutely co-sign being open for a blind date. Yeah. I think like, I joke, like um, I should put on my like Instagram be like, open to a blind date like a friend of a friend of a friend like those like those like five degrees of separation is how I think a lot of people meet people so again everyone has my permission both Al and I if you hear this and you're like maybe this person would go give them hook us up via Instagram and we'll DM back and forth yeah I mean there is an art to a blind date I feel like you kind of have to have you ever actually like match made somebody and like introduced people that actually that dated for an extended period of time um I'm gonna go with a no because I can't think of anyone on the top of my head but yeah no I also don't really think I have so maybe yeah anyways I was gonna like go be like be a good blind dater but I'm like I I have no advice to give because I don't think I've ever really done that so but open to it ready for the experience hopefully whatever we'll see what happens but I think we covered Valentine's Day and a good like overarching sweep of love dating and relationships past present and future yeah well let us know if any of these are shared experiences um i'm apologized but i my therapist says i shouldn't apologize for crying but thank you for being my supportive sister of course of course and i mean yeah you know me i cry like three times a day so you know i'm actually surprised i held it together for a whole 45 minutes here a plus. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Mackie Beck and feel free to like all the reels that I've been doing. Cause I've been really trying hard. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Allie Beck. And we will see you next week. All right. Talk to you later.